0: Stop paying those high retail prices for other optics that underperform. At Tracked Optics, we're passionate about creating the best optics for hunting and long-range precision shooting. We know that having the right equipment can make all the difference in your experience. That's why we use the highest quality materials and the latest technology to produce optics that are durable, reliable, and perform exceptionally well in any environment. For more information, visit TrackedOptics.com. Again, that's TrackedOptics.com.
2: been picking on this old guitar for most of my life, writing songs and singing my way across the land, making dozens of dollars, enough for gas and strings each time, if it don't seem enough then you wouldn't understand, you gotta play it with your heart, you gotta sing it with your soul. You gotta ride it cause it just needs to be said. When I see a toe a tapping or a tear fall from an eye, there ain't nothing I would wanna do instead. I played a set of Tootsies down in Nashville, Tennessee, For three old drunks in Atlanta in a monsoon. But for reasons that escape me or that I refuse to see There's one place they won't let me sing my tunes They won't let me play at the old Landmark Saloon Now the Landmark, it ain't fancy, just my local honky-tonk Stumbling distance from where I lay my head at night I'm there on Whiskey Wednesdays with no guitar in my hand And somehow that just doesn't sit quite right I've talked to the bartender and emailed him a dozen times One time he even replied and then moved on I pled my case to Spikey, the trusty barroom dog About the one place they won't let me sing my tunes They won't let me play at the old landmark saloon Said I played a set of tootsies down in Nashville, Tennessee And for three old drunks in Atlanta in a monsoon For reasons that escape me Or that I refuse to see There's one place they won't let me sing my tunes They won't let me play at the old landmark saloon
0: I have to say, I did a Google search for Landmark Saloon because I didn't know where it was and you don't say where it is in the song. Doing my show, the biggest benefit is I get to go to every honky tonk and bar and club that plays music from great musicians like yourself. And I have so much fun at studying the characters and the characteristics of each one of these places the bartenders at these places tend to be characters. I think the sort of normal people get fired if you if you work in a, in a club like this. You have to have a personality of sorts, or, or or you it's not the right fit for you if you're just a boring person. You have to leave.
1: You get to see lots of weird stuff, and you got to be able to tolerate and and, and appreciate it. So yeah,
0: right. So it sort of calls out the uh, the sort of bland. Person in these clubs of America, mainly and Canada, that play live music, you know, because it's to a certain extent dying and it's hard to make it just on the bar tab, you know, if all you do are open at 9 p.m. till, you know, whatever closing time is in your locale without serving food or having a lunch crowd or some other, you know, means of paying the rent. And so we have seen a lot of the clubs change. And so I looked up the landmark saloon. There's only one answer. It surprised me. I thought, there's got to be like 100 landmark saloons. There's only one landmark answer in Google search, and it's in Portland, Oregon. So I went, oh, this is his local bar in Portland, Oregon. So tell me about the landmark saloon.
1: Well, first I'll tell you anybody who's ever tried to play live anywhere will appreciate what I'm about to say. So you get a gig and you are excited for it, you prepare prepared for it, and nobody shows up. I mean, I played the opening of a hipster grocery store. Okay, It was like their grand opening. And I brought my gear and I set it up. And it hadn't rained in all summer. We had the most torrential rain all day. I'm doing a two or three hour set. Nobody's coming into the store. I mean, that's a thing you deal with. I played at a coffee shop in Vancouver, BC where the owner's like, all right, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to play for the night. I was like, great, I'll do it. I show up, he goes, yeah, I can't pay you. We're not making enough money doing this. I'm like, well, you dragged me out here, you put an ad. So we ended up negotiating that he'd pay me 20 bucks to cover my gas and the cost a new set of strings that I put on. And I played the show and I'm telling you that, you know, you had a mom with her kids coming in to buy coffee and leaving quickly. But then you had this one guy who sat there and he wanted me to play. He'd say, "Play the Eagles, <laughs> Freebird. Freebird. <laughs> it was like that. And I so I only knew one song, "Take It Easy" by the Eagles. So I play it, and then I'd finish it. And he'd go, "Play the Eagles." I'm like, "How are you so drunk? You're in a coffee shop. It's 7:30 at night on a Sunday." <laughs> I mean, I played it for him like 15 times, and he loved it every time. So you know, so you get those kind of gigs, okay? So then I live in Portland, Oregon, and it's a real mecca for musicians. And there's a lot of live music venues, but the only thing flakier than a musician is a venue manager. So trying to get a gig is, it's quite a bit of work because everybody wants to do it. A lot of people will do it for free and they're just lineups of people. I mean, there's like small, nowhere, lame bars that have live bands seven nights a week and they don't pay any of them.
0: You know, I have had this experience with the venue managers. I know the persona that you're talking about. But most people don't know. Why do you think they're so flaky?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could never put myself in someone's head. Some of them are amazing to deal with. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a wide range. It's a super wide range. But a lot of them are just, it's just like an aside for them. You know, you get an owner, manager, guy owns a small bar and he just doesn't have time to deal with everything. I had one gig at this wonderful place that I was going to play at. They have an amazing stage, good sound system. And uh, I had a big book for Friday night. It was like a month out, and he said, "Yeah, you're gonna play. Do it." So I went in a couple of weeks later to meet the guy. I couldn't find him, and I'm emailing him and to just kind of confirm that this is happening before I start promoting it, and I'm letting him know like I need to hear from you one more time before I start promoting it. He's not replying, so I go in and I talk to the bartender. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's real flaky, but I'm sure if he told you to show up, to show up." So I ended up not even showing up and never hearing from the guy again. <laughs> there's lots of places to play but it's kind of hard to get a decent gig and i love to go to the landmark saloon that's the place i like to hang out it's like an old converted house they have this giant outdoor area and they always have great bands you never heard of any of them but i've never seen a bad band there and they're all kind of these retro country bands it could be a swing band it could be like a outlaw country band it could be like so you know a guy covering merle haggard for two hours they're all amazing and every time i go there, i mean you can go there on a you know, Tuesday night or a Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, this guy's good. And I'm like, I want to play in a place where they don't just take anybody, where they really have only good acts play. So I emailed the guy, the manager, I figure out who it is. And I email him and he doesn't reply. And I email him again and I email him again. You got to, it's like business development in any kind of industry. You got to kind of push yourself a little bit. Finally, he replies and says, oh, uh, send me your links, which I already did, but I sent them again. He seemed kind of interested, and then I never heard from him again, and I was annoyed by it. So I I was in there one night, and I'm watching this uh, singer-songwriter guy play. He's doing a lot of covers of old country. And I ran into this guy, Barna Howard, who's a local musician here in Portland. And I'm talking to Barna, and I'm going, man, I'm so annoyed. Maybe I can't get a gig here. It's so frustrating. I really want to play here. He's like, yeah, you know, it's a good place. And I said, maybe I'm just not honky-tonk enough, because my style is a little folky, and you know, it's not classic old school. I'm like, I'll wear the hat. I'll put on my Stetson. I'll I wear a style shirt. That's <laughs> how I dress anyway. Like uh, I can look the part and I know all these old songs too. I could play that instead of my own stuff. So I said to Barnett, I said, Barnett, have you ever played here? Now he plays kind of like a, more of a, I'll say John denver kind of, more angsty than John Denver, I should say. But kind of a seventies kind of country, softer sound. And I said, well, have you ever played here? And he goes, yeah, I played here. I'm like, God damn it.
0: Damn it. <laughs> your sound's not that far from that. Come on.
1: I was like, come on, man. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I got to write a song about how they won't let me play here. So that's going to be my like, revenge on the bar because I'm tired of trying to get in on
0: it. So Tim, Tim, yeah. the show booker at Landmark Saloon, you're on notice. Exactly. That you need to book Robert Landau at your venue.
1: So let me tell you what happened. So I wrote the song, and uh, on my Facebook page, I, uh, I don't really use it for personal stuff. I kind of have a personal page and a music page, but I just put music on there. I just put little video clips of me. If I write a new song, I pop, I pop it up there, or I want to cover a song. But it's, you know, it's all obscure stuff that most people haven't heard of, so they're interested. So I wrote Landmark Saloon, and I put the video up of the Landmark Saloon. Four hours later, I get an email from the Landmark Saloon. What do you do on March 29th?
0: And you got your first gig there?
1: I got my gig there, but guess what? COVID shut me
0: down. So you still haven't had your gig at the Landmark Saloon.
1: Exactly right.
0: I love you played at Tootsie's. For those who don't know, Tootsie's is this legendary place on Broadway in Nashville. It's been there forever. Willie Nelson famously passed out drunk in the middle of the street outside of it and had an epiphany. But it's legendary place.
1: And you know what's funny about that? So I talk about how hard it is to get a gig in Portland. I was on this camping trip. It was like a three-week trip with my girlfriend, my early 20s. That's when I sat in the uh, tropical storm under my tent because we camped for three weeks. We just kind of toured the south and went into Tootsie's. I asked the bartender, I said, hey, when can I play here? How can I play here? And he said, I don't know. How about tomorrow too?
0: Ha! <laughs> just like that.
1: <laughs> yep. And I said, okay. And I played 45 minutes, like, you know, for the tips. So I'm like laughing, like I can play at Tootsie's. It's a world-renowned historic place but i can't play the landmarks where it's driving me nuts
0: (laughs) that's so funny